0: In last week's episode of Our Common Salvation, we considered the biblical doctrine of the church defining and delineating God's people, especially in the age of COVID-19. This week, we want to turn our attention to the question of what the role should be for the church in the process of biblical counseling. Now, It's got to be said, first and foremost, that all local church pastors are counselors. By definition, every pastor ordained in the context of the local church has a responsibility as a part of their broader discharge of the ministry of the word of God to maintain some sort of counseling ministry. Just as preaching and teaching are public ministries of the word so too counseling is a private ministry of the word to be carried on for the glory of Christ and the upbuilding of his church. Many New Testament texts communicate the unique nature of church leadership and the obvious ways it lends itself to what we would call biblical counseling. From the personal affection a leader ought to display toward his people, Philippians 1, 6 and 7, 1 Thessalonians 2, 7 and 8, 1 Thessalonians 2, and 12, to the personal aspirations a leader ought to have for his people, Philippians 3, 15-17, Ephesians 3, 14-19, Colossians 1, 28-29, to To the personal attention a leader ought to give to his people, Philippians 4, 2-3, 2 Timothy 4, 19, Romans 16, 3-16, a pastor is ideally positioned by virtue of his gifting and calling in the context of the local church to carry on a ministry of biblical counseling. At the same time, it's the essence of pastoral ministry in the local church to equip the saints for the work of ministry, Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. And because of that, pastors ought also to be about the business of training gifted church members for the work of biblical counseling. Both men and women can and should be equipped for the personal one-on-one ministry of the word of God in the lives of one another and as a gift to the surrounding community. Whether or not a particular church has a counseling center, it is undeniably the case that every local church already is a counseling center. The only question that remains is, what's the quality of that church's counsel? Ephesians 4, 17 to 32 alone warrants a fierce commitment to biblical counseling within any local church body. The call of the church to hold clear doctrinal convictions, to mature in Christ-like character, and to grow in their ministry competencies is all there in those 16 verses of Ephesians 4. More broadly, taken together, all of the one another texts in the New Testament, they paint a powerful portrait of a church so profoundly interdependent on each other that counseling happens almost instinctively. Finally, the Apostle Paul tells the church in Romans 15, 14, that as a church, we are competent to counsel one another. Furthermore, work with a counselee ought always ideally to take place in the context of or at least with reference to the local church. Counselors that carry on their work entirely detached from the church are actually working at cross purposes with the Lord himself, even if what they are offering is avowedly Christian counseling. In truth, It it amounts to a false pastorate. While it's ideal that an individual be a part of the local church from which they are receiving their counseling, it's at least essential that the counselee be a part of a local church and that their leaders be made aware of the counseling that is taking place. Biblical counseling and church discipline both formative and corrective are intimately related to one another from the homework that a counselor a biblical counselor may assign to the correction that the biblical counselor may need to advise finally churches can serve as biblical counseling centers for their community as well as regional training centers for biblical counseling to other churches in the area or beyond in this way too The church and biblical counseling go hand in hand. The church is simply indispensable for Christ honoring biblical counseling. Grace and peace.